0: to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. And uh, I feel like I haven't really talked about anything that I had going on. Well, I kind of have, I guess, a few episodes ago. But lately, I feel like I've been super busy uh, getting my support group together. My first meeting is November 30th, so I've been really busy just trying to make preparations for that. And besides that, I have three weeks until I go on vacation. Um, I'll be in New Orleans for a little and then Mexico for a little as well um, for some self-care to finish out the year. I'm really excited about that. It's really needed as well. This year, it just feels like it's just been the longest year. And, uh, you know, i talked about it a few episodes ago that, you know, I was kinda in a funk and so it's been good to kinda have something to look forward to and get some sun, have some fun, be around good people. So I'm looking forward to that. I also started uh, The Water Dancer. And I talked about that a few episodes ago. Um, It was Oprah's uh, book club selection. And I finally got a chance to sit down with it. And it's just amazing. So if you're looking for something to read, I definitely suggest uh, picking that up and starting that. But I wanted to keep things light this week. So let's jump into some black excellence. My black excellence for the week goes to Lena Waif as she secretly wed her longtime girlfriend. So I wanted to say congrats to her. And also this week we saw all the black magic pretty much pouring out for the premiere of queen and slim i've been super excited since i've seen the preview for this movie um everyone is saying it's an experience queen and slim is in theaters for us on thanksgiving day and i think that i'm going to see it actually on thanksgiving day so i will definitely let you guys know my thoughts on it as well but i'm really really looking forward to it so let's get into some topics for this week that uh everyone's been talking about my social media has been going crazy over john legend being named by people for the Sexiest man alive um and people weren't too happy about it you know all up and down my timeline i've been seeing idris 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 uh coffee was brought into it he could have been named and uh a few other people but to me you know i'm a big john legend fan so i you know i don't know like i don't know if i ever really viewed him as like you know Sexy per se, but I like that John carries himself well. I like that he's an amazing father. He seems like he's a really great husband. They seem like him and Chrissy seem like they have a good time together, and I love his music. I love that he's diverse in his music. So I don't know. I I don't know. I I, I felt like you know he was trying to pull his inner sexy together, you know, in the photos. So I'm not mad at it. Um, you know. So I think Idris Elba is is yummy. But we can't have him every year. So we're going to have to kind of have some other selections, people. And, you know, I, I'm everyone was upset about it, but I'm cool with it. You know, it seems like John has been making fun of himself and Chrissy's been making fun of John. And it just seems like he's been really light about it and uh, enjoying it. So I don't know. I'm here for it. A lot of people aren't, but Mika's here for it. So another big news that we've seen this week, Trump associate Roger Stone was found guilty of lying and lying to and obstructing Congress. Um, So, of course, everyone is talking about this, and, you know, you've you've been seeing tweets go out, and what exactly does this mean for Trump? So Julian Castro, um, he tweeted, and he was just basically saying, well, he retweeted uh, this post, and it was showing all of the Trump aides who have been convicted, and uh, he stated, tell me who you surround yourself with, and I'll tell you who you are. I love that, um, that tweet that Julian Castro put out and that pretty much sums up, you know, my thoughts on what I think about it as well. Honestly, like I was telling my friend the other day, um, and I was watching the, uh, the hearing, the impeachment, um, inquiry and, you know, I feel like I have to watch it because it's important, but at the same time, like I'm so tired, of watching it and just hearing shit and seeing this like on my timeline, like all the time, it's almost like, I feel like we're just in a reality show. It's like really, it's been like the most unreal experience. Um, this whole presidency, like I'm just over it and I'm just hoping that, you know, we get some kind of resolve and, you know, hoping that, you know, we just get changes back to just a level of normalcy. Cause this has not been normal. This has just been, a fiasco the entire, the entire time. And I'm just, I'm, I'm personally over it, but, um, that's why I don't really talk about it much, but it's cause there's always something going on. I could talk about this every episode, literally what's going on. Um, in regards to Trump, I mean, it's something every week it feels like, and yeah, I'm over it, but all right. So this past week, um, we saw Disney plus launch and, what was funny was when I was looking at my timeline, I didn't realize that so many of us have been just in need of these Disney movies. I mean, it seemed like everybody has not been Netflix and chill. Everybody has been Disney Plus and chill. So um, I haven't um downloaded it yet. I plan to do the bundle with my Hulu, um, but I just haven't got around to it yet. And I really haven't watched TV anyway. So, but I do plan to do it. But what's crazy is on launch day, it was reported that They, um, on day one, they had 10 million subscribers. So that was pretty crazy. Another thing that happened this week. Uh, so a few episodes ago, I talked about how much I love Summer Walker CD, um, which I'm still playing. I love it. I didn't think I was going to at first, but I I do actually really love it. So recent news with Summer Walker is that she's saying that she's had to cut her tour short due to having social anxiety. So I've heard, um, this actually hasn't been my first time hearing this, like in regards to, um, her behaviors, but I've heard that she's really disengaging in concert. Like a few reports were saying that she literally was like on her phone during the show and very like, you know, disengaged. Um, some people complained recently about her not wanting to be engaged with fans at meet and greets. And I think she went on her social medias and talked about how she really just didn't want to hug and all that. Um, and I I mean, I go back and forth from my mind because I do understand, you know, energies and not wanting all that stuff. But I feel like if, if I was an entertainer or I was like this big public figure, I feel like that's part of my job to do that, you know, in my opinion. So I feel like if somebody paid extra for VIP to meet me or something like that, and I'm having a meet and greet, like I would just give them what they pay for. And what they pay for is to be engaged with me. And so, um, and I'm not judging you summer cause I like you, but still, so I checked out her tiny desk performance and she had like a little stuff bunny. And I guess that was like for support and she wasn't engaged on you know, there either. And usually you know, basically what tiny desk is, it's like performers come and they perform at a tiny desk basically. And she sound she sound good, but usually like they'll in- introduce their song or they'll be engaged with the crowd that's there. And it's a real intimate setting. And pretty much the whole time when I watched it, she kind of was looking down at the ground and she just didn't really seem like she wanted to be there. It was, it was kind of bizarre when I watched it and, and, um, and I still enjoyed it, but I knew going in, you know, that she was saying she had social anxiety. So when she finished at the end, she was like, you know, guys, I'm really happy to be here, but I just have social anxiety so bad. So she did finish it saying that and giving her rationale as to, you know, what was going on. So my question with all of this is, I wonder, is she seeing, like, I know she's acknowledging that she has social anxiety and she's saying she has social anxiety, but I just wonder, like, is she seeing a therapist or doing something in regards to the social anxiety? Because in my mind, I feel like if you are planning to be, um, continue being a celebrity and you plan to be in that life I think you're going to have to do something to um, get over it and I mean I guess in theory she could put out CDs or she could just go to being like a writer because she wrote I think she wrote her CD Um, I think she got writing credits for every song I think and so um, you know maybe she wants to be a ghostwriter and be more behind the scenes but I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that like you make majority of your money touring and doing dates and stuff like that so you know, with her right now taking a a mental health break and cutting her tour short because she just can't handle it. I'm just wondering, like, so what does that mean for the future? Because there's been actually a few times since she came out with the albums that she said that maybe, you know, being an entertainer is not for her, like how she's saying she's going to quit and all that. And so I don't know, like, this is not the first time that I've wondered just about how the people around her, are they, are they, you know, helping her, in regards to, um, you know, her, her mental health. And, uh, you know, personally, um, I say this to everybody and I say this all the time. Like, I think everybody should be talking to somebody like everybody should have a therapist or something, you know? Um, I don't know how I've gone majority of my life without one. And I'm thankful that I have one. Um, you know, my therapist is like, I feel like she's like my best friend in a sense, even though like, obviously I pay her to sit and talk to me, but still, you know, um, she's good people still. so, it's nice just to have somebody so I just wonder you know in Summer Walker's case is she talking to somebody in regards to social anxiety and I really hope that she can get some kind of healing or some kind of something to help her so she doesn't quit because she really is a rising star and like her cd actually is really good and she has an amazing voice and even the writing on it was pretty good too so um I'm just you know prayers to her and I hope that uh she can get some healing and get some help in regards to her social anxiety because anxiety can be a bitch. So I definitely, uh, you know, understand. So the thing, uh, the other thing I want to talk about, the other night, what was that? Uh, I think it was Thursday night football. Um, It was the Steelers versus the Browns. And so I'm up watching the game. And I actually turned off the game because the Steelers was like losing. It was the game was pretty much over. I turned it off in the fourth quarter. So when I woke up in the morning, I see like this big ass brawl that happened in the game. So at first I was like, you know, um, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And 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 at first, you know, because I'm always talking about, you know, um, I, I care about how, you know. Blacks are presenting on TV and things like that so at first I was like oh my god like we're out here looking crazy you know so then um when I had further inspection of what happened I wanted to kind of spend some time kind of talking about it a little bit because you know I think I don't know I think the NFL kind of got this a little bit wrong a little bit in my opinion so okay so Mason Rudolph who is the white quarterback for the Steelers um was in in a physical altercation with Uh, Miles Garrett who's a defensive end for the Browns and then also it was a few other Steelers players that got involved so let me first say this Mason Rudolph did not want that smoke after he fucking started that fight and the thing is it's like I'm pretty much a rule follower I try to be you know I try to do the right thing you know majority of the time I, I I live by that you know just being good but at first I thought that at first I was like Miles Garrett should have just fucking walked away because it was only eight seconds left for the game. And in theory, you know, he's fucking up his check because with this fight, he's indefinitely banned. So people keep saying he's suspended for the rest of the year. No, yeah, he's suspended for the rest of the year in the playoffs, but they definitely put indefinitely banned, which means that he's going to have to go in front of commissioner to try to get reinstated for 2020. And what we see right now, even with the Colin Kaepernick situation, I don't really think you want to be indefinitely banned because who's to say the NFL is going to let your ass back in and that's how you make your money, pay your bills and everything else. So yeah, at first I was like, kind of like that, right? But then when I watched it again, because I didn't watch it in real time, I was watching, you know, I watched the replay. Listen, Mason Rudolph, the white quarterback, he got hit, right? So while he's down on the ground, he definitely kicked Miles Garrett in the nuts and tried to pull his helmet off while he was on the fucking ground, right? Now, I'm not trying to say Miles Garrett should have, you know, went to the extreme as far as, like, hitting him with the helmet, considering that, you know, Mason Rudolph did just come back from concussion. You got to think that these are big-ass players and swinging a helmet at somebody shit. He might have, you know, he might have could have killed his ass, you know, depending on how he hit him because a a football helmet is, is not the lightest thing in the world. But it's like, this is the problem that I have with the situation though. I get tired of things getting started by people. It's almost like it goes back to like when you're like in fucking elementary school or some shit or like high school, like somebody else started and then you finish it and maybe you beat this person ass and you finished it, right? But now you look like you're the angry black person and Miles Garrett has never had any behavior issues at all and it could have just been a bad moment for him. He could have been reacting to the fact that he was totally disrespected by getting kicked in the nuts. And also this dude is trying to rip his helmet off. So he goes and he rips Mason Rudolph helmets off helmet off. And he beat, he hits him with it, you know, and they, and they start scrapping. And my thing is like, you know, I don't know. I I don't blame him. I know. I know. I know. And I know everybody, I don't know. I know you guys probably disagree with me, but I don't blame them just from the standpoint of like, it's not right for you to do something to somebody else. And then we, when somebody react to the shit that you do to them, then they're like the angry black person. And so after Mouse Garrett hit him with the helmet, then you know, the players came in, tackled him down and Pouncey came, who uh, is a player for the Steelers and basically a town stomped and was punching the shit out of Mouse Garrett while he's on the ground. So both teams were fined $250,000. I believe the Steelers and the Browns and also Pouncey, uh, Miles Garrett, I told you about him being indefinitely banned. And it was another player. I think another. Uh, I think it was another Browns player. He was suspended as well. I think uh, Pouncy and the other guy was was three games. But why Mason Rudolph didn't get suspended at all? And that is, to me is was problematic with the whole thing. Like I don't condone, you know, violence or fighting or anything like that. But he kicked him in the nuts and he tried to rip his helmet helmet off first. Like if he never did that, none of this would have started. And I don't think it's right that, you know, the white quarterback, you know, because you want to – everybody say, oh, you know, you got to protect the quarterback. But he started it, and he didn't get suspended, and he didn't get fined, and he didn't get anything. And he's, you know, set to play next week. Um, I definitely think the NFL got that shit wrong. Now, uh, do I think that Miles Garrett should have been suspended? Yeah. And when I saw the fight, I knew he was going to get suspended. So I wasn't really surprised by all that. I mean, I hope that he – is reinstated for next year um and you know obviously i think that there's something that he's going to learn from but um and he's appealing his his ban i don't think that his p- appeal would be overturned because it was pretty bad and that shit could have gone terribly wrong like i mean he probably if he would have like really fucking connected in the full swing you know he could have like really you know fucked mason rudolph up but the thing is though um i don't know i just feel like you know I just get tired of like people starting something. And then when you finish it, you know, now you're angry. And, um, I don't know. I I think Mason Rudolph. I think all of them should have been suspended. Personally, Mason Rudolph definitely should have been suspended at least three games, just like everybody else. Um, so I definitely think the NFL got that wrong. And I think it's some bullshit personally. Um, cause when you look at it again, you know, cause they're not really should they, sometimes they cut it and they don't always show the whole thing. Like Mason Rudolph started it. And, um, you know, we can always say, oh, you know, be professional, you don't want to mess up your money. But at the same time, like, I mean, I don't know what I would have done just reactionary of, you know, somebody doing that to me, you know, and I, and that's kind of like my thoughts on it. I I don't know. I think it's crazy. But my thought of the week that I want to discuss this week. So when I came into this week, and I was, you know, I was writing notes on some of the things I want to talk about this week. Um, I actually was like, going to talk about, you know, um, I was going to actually going to give some praise to the NFL for setting up the workout for Colin Kaepernick. Then as the week went on, then it started to become, you know, something else. So I, I wanted to discuss that for my thought of the week. And I, and the thing is, it's like, I don't, I'm not really sure fully what my thoughts of this situation is. I personally think that Colin Kaepernick should play, but at the same time, I find myself after this weekend wondering, does he wanna play? And let me say why I feel that way. Or well okay. I I question if he wants to play. Two, then I question is it like what he's saying in the NFL is just kinda, you know, on some other shit with the situation, like, you know, where they just throwing him a bone. Um so I don't have a clear thought really this week. It's more so a conversation that I'm going to have for you guys. And then, you know, and we can continue this as well. So, you know, you can hit me up and we can talk about it because I'm, I want to talk about it because it's really fucking confusing. Like I came into this, I came into this, you know, when I saw it was announced like on Tuesday, like really excited, you know, that he gained an opportunity. And then it's like, you know, it's almost like a fucking circus now. And um, I don't know if it helped this cause or what, I'm not really sure what it did. So I'm have to dissect it all for you. All right. So it was announced that the NFL, um, was going to give Colin Kaepernick a tryout or a workout in front of, um, all of the teams in the NFL. The first thing that seemed a little sketchy about the situation was usually, um, you, you, you have like open workouts for like, um, I guess like scout teams and all that, or like if you're trying to get people off of, um, practice squads and stuff like that on Tuesdays, because that's a good day for, you know, general managers to go. Maybe a head coach could pop in and see and things like that. So for the NFL, they told Colin Kaepernick it had to be Saturday. What made it kind of weird, I thought at first, like, okay, you know, this might be sketch is because um, he had to work out on Saturday, which was unlike um, everybody else. And then, so on Saturday, you got to think about head coaches can't come because they have games on Sunday and, um, you know, they have games on Saturday and then like, so they would have to send, you know, a scout team and all that, but in Colin Kaepernick's case. So the whole week it was kind of like saying, well, are people going to come and stuff like that? And so at first I was like, well, okay, let's just see what happens when Saturday get here. Right. So Saturday gets here and and this is where it gets a little confusing. They had a, they had the workout set up for him to work out at, um, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, practice field. Um, they also had, um, they were going to have receivers there. They were going to have, you know, all the, the state of state of art, you know, facilities, all that stuff. They, they had all that together. So the main thing that became problematic, um, for Kaepernick was that, um, they were not going to allow him to, they weren't going to allow any media and they weren't going to allow him to record, um, And so that was the first problem, but, but I'm going to pause there in regards to the first problem was that he knew that on Tuesday that they weren't going to allow him to do that. Right. So then, um, when he got there on Saturday and he, he already knew Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that they weren't going to, you know, there was no media. Well, then two hours before the event started at the stadium and people were there. And from my understanding, I think it was 20 some teams there. Um, He last minute changed the venue to allow it to be open with complete transparency, he said. And he wanted to work out with his own receivers and he wanted to also be able to record. And he when he moved the location to like a high school or something that was like an hour and a half away. So instead of the 20 something teams there, that dropped it down to where only eight people showed up. Eight NFL teams showed up to this workout. All right. So at first I was like, well, I get it. Because for me, I feel like after I've been screwed over by the NFL, you know, and all the shit going on, like, I feel like for me, I probably would be wanting to have my shit recorded too. I remember one time when I was playing on a team, um, the coach, uh, it was actually when I played in college, like my college coach, like fucking hated me or whatever. And, um, uh, for whatever reason that she did. And so, um, uh, I got injured, um, when I came in. And, um, I really didn't have the best support coming off the injury. And she kind of did this like bogus, like, oh, well, let, we're going to do this like close workout or like kind of like try out or whatever, even though I was on the team. And she was like, that I had to attend to basically contend for my spot for next year. And so, um, and I still was like, I was just coming off of not being injured. So I, I was still, I was practicing with the team and everything. And this was like in the off season going into the next season. And basically she was just saying like, you know, if you don't do well, um, you basically aren't going to, I basically wasn't going to play. And so, uh, when I went, um, I actually did well, but it wasn't open and it wasn't like anybody knew I did well, you know, with the, uh, against the other people. And she still was kind of like, Oh, well, I don't know, you know, you know, it's going to be still contingent next year. Like, just bullshit. So, I kind of, like, when I when I heard him say, like, he wanted to record, I thought about my situation because, like, I've been in a situation like that where, you know, I kind of was, like, screwed over by, you know, um, by my coach. And so, I think that he wanted it to be open so people can see that, like, you know, he looked good. And honestly, you know, he did look good. You know, I watched the workout and, you know, he was throwing a deep ball. I mean, he looked good, but... Then when I got kind of further into it, um, another reason they're saying that the reason why he did, he did not, um, work out at the Atlanta facility or whatever was because, you know, he had the lawsuit against them and he, um, and they, you know, gave him money. He won a lawsuit. And so I think the NFL was trying to protect themselves to like, not have any further lawsuits against him. And they wanted him to like sign, um, like a waiver or something saying that, like, I guess that. Um, you know, that basically he couldn't have like any potential, like employment claims like against them. And so he didn't, he didn't sign it. So I guess in order for him to, to like work out there, he had to sign this waiver form and that was, and that was part part of the waiver form. He didn't want to sign it. So that was another reason why he moved. And so I don't know, I don't blame him for that either. I think, I think the waiver thing was kind of sketch too, but I don't know. So then, um after you know he performed um he uh, he talked to the media and all that and he was just like you know it's up to the NFL now like I'm ready and so my thing is like I didn't think. I thought it was odd that they didn't want cameras in there, mainly because when they do like pro days or they even go over like with, you know with the rookies and all that stuff, like it's usually broadcast. Like I think, I mean, I've I've watched it on ESPN, so I, I would think like with Kaepernick, obviously people probably would want to see it, you know. So what's the what's the secrecy with it? Um, that all oh, that was kind of weird. I think um, so. I didn't blame them for wanting to move it. But then sometimes a part of me is like, I was talking to my friend the um last night and he was just like, but, you know, and I see his side, you know, so that's why I'm like, I don't have a a clear thought because I'm still trying to work this through because it's really kind of, it's really kind of crazy because he was just saying like, you know, why didn't he just do it, you know, give them just do the workout, you know. Give them what they're looking for. And then, you know, cause he's been saying he wants to play and just give yourself the opportunity to play. But then it goes back. Then I waver. Cause then I'm like, well, okay, that's true. But why does it always have to be where I feel like you have to conform or do I don't know. It's always, it's like, it's like, I felt like that he had to like, it's like almost basically saying like he has to conform and just give them what they want, you know, do it their way. And then maybe they'll throw you a bone or maybe they won't, you know, but now they're saying like with this whole, you know, stunt that he did, they basically feel like it's kind of like a publicity stunt is kind of turned into. And basically, you know, Stephen A Smith has been going off about it saying that he feels like that, um, Colin Kaepernick is trying to self, self sabotage himself. And, um, and by reducing it down because only eight teams got to see him. And now even those eight teams are saying, you know, this is still a fucking circus. You know, he might be a risk to pick up because they don't know if they want to deal with all this extra media and all that. And, um, basically saying that, you know, um, I don't know. I was watching ESPN analysts and they were saying that they don't think that they helped this cause and they don't think anybody's going to pick him up. And I, I don't know. I just, I just think that's kind of weird too. My understanding is that, um, this could have been a situation where the NFL was throwing him a bone because apparently Jay-Z really had a large hand in this. Like apparently he was really putting the pressure on them to give him a workout and give him a chance to see like, you know, if he's still in shape and all that. And if he should be playing, he should be allowed to play. I've said the whole time that I think Colin Kaepernick can definitely be playing uh, back up right now for a team. I definitely think he should be on a team. I definitely think some teams he could, he could have been a starter on some of these teams. Cause some of these teams are playing some trash ass rookies who's getting blasted every week. So I definitely think he could have been better than some of the people that we're seeing play. But um, I definitely think that he's been, that he was, you know, blackballed. I definitely think that it was collusion, which, you know, obviously he won his case. So I do think those things, um, I don't know. I just think that uh, did he help his calls or did he not? You know, he came out with a Kuta Kente t-shirt on. I didn't see anything wrong with it. But I mean, I think what, what people, you know, what we do know with America, you know, America does not want a powerful black man and they don't want somebody that's going to sit and stand up for himself and do it his way. They want you to do it their way. And the NFL definitely has a slave mentality and they want it to be their way, which is why they did all the shit that they did in regards to even having this workout, and I do really believe that. And so I don't know if he helped this case or not. And I don't know if he's going to get picked up because, you know, um, I don't know. I think he, I don't know. I think he might've came with too much, with too much thunder. And even though like he's showing that he's, he's good enough. It's a lot of people that show that they're good enough, but I think the NFL has with the slave mentality, they want you to comply. And, um, and I don't think that he's going to do that. And so, um, I don't know. It, I don't know what to really what to think about it um I came into at the beginning of the week being happy for him and then um maybe he could be self-sabotaging himself maybe he wants to be a martyr that's what Stephen A. Smith said that he feels like he wants to be a martyr and continue uh showing the narrative of the shit that's wrong with the NFL and that could very well be the case because he is showing that there is some issues there and there's some color issues well we already know that but it definitely is some color issues there um and so I don't know, maybe we will see him play uh, in the future. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But I think that the NFL should pick him up. If, if Colin Kaepernick got signed, his fucking jersey would probably be one of the damn top selling jerseys and people will fucking lose their mind. And it probably will bring people back to the NFL and um, bring back more um, black support of the NFL. I, I think so. Uh, so I think he should get signed if he wants to play. And that's the real question, because then I feel like if he gets signed and he goes to a team and he looks like shit, then that's going to be a whole nother different narrative um, in regards to him. So I don't know, but that was my thought of the week. And I kind of wanted to discuss it. And I want to kind of keep it light this week. Um, What I have going on uh, in regards to some guests coming, um, that's definitely happening. Uh, I know I've been saying that for a while now, but you know, just getting together with some schedules. And I want to make sure that, you know, when I finally do bring somebody on that, I give you some quality work and some good interviews. Um, but uh, I have a few uh, therapists that I've been lining up to have some conversations with. And, um, and I definitely plan to have some of those interviews for you. Uh, also, um, I wanted to say uh, I thank you so much for all the feedback that you've been giving me. And if there's ever a time that uh, you want to continue any conversations, ask any questions or anything like that, you can find me on my social medias. My Instagram is, uh, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. And my Twitter is at IJMT podcast. Um, I thank you so much for listening today. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.